Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that wherever you happen to be in this world, but maybe not of it, (laughs) I hope that you are able to handle it when somebody sends negative energy your way when they cast a negative spell against you, when they do voodoo that they do against you, that you're able to handle this energy, the darker forces as it were, and that you're able to deflect it. Now I'm going to talk to you a little bit about this and we might have some different advice later on, you know, maybe to add to it a little more, but I want it talk to you about how do you handle it when you become absolutely aware that somebody somebody has done you wrong energetically what do you do first thing is to I guess before anyone does anything to you or if they haven't that's cool doesn't mean they're always going to, you know, this conversation that we're having right now, this discussion, but it's good to keep your aura cleansed, keep your spiritual, emotional, and mental bodies clear and cleansed, and your chakras are cleaned and cleared out, and that you keep extra added layers of protection as well as ask your holy guardian angel which is he he or she is always with you but also ask for uh, Archangel Michael if you feel that someone is sending you some negative juju basically like there there is there is a feeling that you get you feel it like someone's touching you but they're not touching you. <laughs> you know, it just reminds me of, you know, kids in the backseat of a car on a long trip with their parents. M- Mom, Billy's touching me. I'm not touching you. And their fingers like touching their aura. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I used to play a game with my kids. Instead of tickling them, I would tickle their auras to see if they felt it. Because I wanted them to get used to what it feels like when their aura has been touched. And my son, my my youngest, really could feel it. Like, oh my gosh, he would laugh every time. I'm like, I'm gonna tickle your aura. And I never touched him. I just tickled like his aura, like maybe a foot away from him. And he would laugh and laugh. But he knows what that feels like when someone looks at him, a little bit of a side glance, he feels it. 
He knows that energy. If someone is just jealous or they just don't like you for whatever reason or they have a negative thought about you, my kids are very sensitive. They were already, I think they're already born highly sensitive people like I am. Um, we're all very sensitive and it's not um, just with spiritual or psychic things. It's it's also with just emotional stuff you could feel, you know. Um, you can feel when people are thinking negative about you. You know, you walk in a room and someone has the hot to trot energy towards you. You feel that too. You could get very sensitive to energy, but what I'm talking about is when somebody purposefully, willfully tries to harm you by sending you negative energy. I've had negative energy sent my way a bunch of times. And one time I was coming home. I was in Santa Barbara. I was really young. I was about 19 or 20. And I came in to the backyard. I had to go, I lived around the back and I came into the backyard and about halfway to my door, there was an energy. And I started looking around. No one was in the yard, but there was an energy. The minute I put my hand on the door, I saw that my place was overrun by spiders. I knew it. I felt it. And I was like, oh my God. Now, spiders themselves are not inherently evil. In fact, they're awesome. They're awesome. They will eat the bugs you don't want. (laughs) So that's good. Not bad to have around. You know, daddy long legs, they're your friends, right? But usually there's one or two in a corner. That's about it. And I had this feeling there's over, we're overrun with spiders and my boyfriend wasn't supposed to come home. You know, he got, got off work at 11. He rides his bike home. He wasn't going to be back till midnight at the latest, but still midnight. And this is still in the afternoon. Sun's still up. I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> you know, I'm like three thirty, four in the afternoon. And I felt an energy like somebody wished me wrong, wished me harm wanted me to be in fear and I played right into their hands I'm sorry to say I was young I was about 19 and scared the holy crap out of me I opened the door what else am I supposed to do sit in the backyard till midnight wait for the possums to come and freak me out no sir opened the door walked in And I didn't see him at first, put my stuff down, turned on the lights, and there were 20 spiders. In every room there were spiders. I mean, I found the one spot in the whole apartment that there was not a spider above me. I sat on the couch, and I started to panic. And I panicked, and I panicked, and I got worse and worse. By the time my boyfriend got home, I was a quaking, shaking, shivering mess of fear. And I was crying my eyes out. I was so scared. I was so scared. I didn't want to kill them. I never wanted to kill spiders. I wanted him to take out all the spiders. And he came home. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? You didn't make dinner. You didn't answer the phone. I'm like, I, 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 like I couldn't talk. It was horrible. And I knew someone had sent an energy of fear towards me on purpose. 
I kind of always felt like it was his sister because she didn't like me because we just had totally different personalities. She was very introverted and I'm an introvert, but I was more outgoing than her and I was more chatty than her. You can't tell that at all, right? (laughs) I mean, my life path is a three, dude. Like I have to somehow be in entertainment or teaching or, you know, something to do with writing, something to be, you know, out there, you know, having a radio show was perfect profession for somebody with a life path of three. (laughs) I saw a meme today about all the different life path numbers and for the three, it says we're the funniest. I'm like, yeah, hopefully I, I try, I try to entertain, but I think my last show I did was kind of funny, but <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry to tell you guys, I was not a pillar in the witch community. I wasn't even really sure I was a witch yet. I was just trying to find myself spiritually back then. I knew I was spiritual, but <laughs> member of the traffic, here we go. Uh, but I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't have any self-defense at all psychically. My boyfriend and I had a book called Psychic Self-Defense and it was in our bedroom with about six spiders. I couldn't get to the book. I was terrified. And it's silly looking back. It was just the energy inside my apartment that was so, it felt dark and heavy and evil. But I had no tools. And you see, when you have this kind of negative energy, you, you have to have tools to combat it. And if you don't have the tools, you're going to end up being that shivering, quaking, shaking mess on the couch, crying your eyes out because you don't know what the hell to do when the darkness comes for you. But so I'm going to give you some tools right now. This is a quick one. I'm not going to do a full one, but a full show on this, although we should at some point talk about this deeper. Um, just chanting Omani Padme Om, Om Tat Sat Om. Doing it in a way that it rattles your chest. It rattles your rib cage. And when you finish the word Om, you move the energy to your third eye and your crown chakra and out. If you can do that sound, that will save you. It will change the vibration of your place and your space, and it will add grace. Okay. So I'm going to try it right now. So you see what I mean? Still in the moldy apartment. So (laughs) bear with me. We've had the windows open all day. So Om Mani Padme Om Om Tat Sat Om Did you feel the vibration change? I have chills. That just changed my vibration. Notice how the traffic got quiet and all of nature got quiet. 
It's not because of me. It's because the energy of that sound. You start chanting that and you feel powerful and vibrant and alive inside. And what's going to happen is going to shift all the energy around you. Om Mani Padme Om. Om Tat Sat Om. Some people say A-U-M instead of O-M. Some people say H-U-M like hum. Om Mani Padme Hum. You know, that's just another pronunciation of the same thing. I I prefer with the ohms, just ohm, because that is the sound the universe makes as it's expanding. And it is thousands of years old, and it's been used on the planet, so it's in the grid of the earth itself. This is from India. You don't have to be Indian to say these words. I don't believe it's cultural misappropriation because you're not doing it for money or to exploit people in India. You're doing it to fix an energy in your home. And the Indians know how to do it. The masters, the ascended masters, they know what to do. That's one thing. Now when you say amen, that's pretty much like Amen Ra but also there's kind of an Om sound in the word Amen Amen so if you've ever been in a Christian church or have a Christian background you know that when people sing Amen there's a sacred energy in that tonation that kind of thing that will change and shift the energy. If you're Christian, there are very many uh, prayers and things, Psalms, you can say. Psalms 23, you know, especially that, those words, Yay, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. Say that with power. That gives me the chills too. I'm not Christian. I used to be. And there's a lot of things that Jesus said that is absolutely ringing true for me. He's the number one magician, right? Now, Psalms 23, that's actually, that comes from the Jewish people, comes from the Talmud, I believe, or the Torah, I'm sorry, it comes from the Torah, the Old Testament. So those, you know, those, you know, chanting, lighting a candle, putting on good, happy music, that will shake the vibration. If it's on you, if you feel like someone's negativity is on you, literally shake your hands baby put your hands and just shake it and break it up throughout your whole aura just shake your hands jazz hands (laughs) think jazz hands okay do that that will help you know shake 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 your groove thing and shake your hands in your aura turn on something funny laughing breaks it up laughing breaks it up incense sage all that breaks it up but so the thing is though I'm gonna tell you it happened to me the other night so I'm bringing it up because something happened to me (laughs) just because I'm in the fifth dimension and I know that for the most part I'm up there in the fifth yeah I just asked I got a muscle testing said yes um 
I'm not vibrating so high. You can't hear me, obviously, but I am in the fifth. You know, I've crossed over that little line, right? It's an arbitrary line. It doesn't exist. Okay. But I'm vibrating higher <clears throat> anyway. So I'm, I'm laying here and I'm thinking just about my life and different things. And I'm starting to fall asleep. And we just freaking sprayed for the damn mold. And I'm sitting here and all of a sudden I hear the voice of my ex-mother-in-law chanting over me. In kind of like a voice like this. You know, just kind of like her dark and evil spooky voice. Chanting negativity towards me. I don't know why the hell she's still freaking attacking me. She's been attacking me almost my whole marriage to her son and he's been dead 10 years. So the whole last 10 years as well. Now she's attacked me psychically. Even when I was in Detroit, I felt her psychically attack me and she attacked my children, her own grandchildren. And we all felt it and we're like, what the hell is that? We all got together. We formed a circle. We did the magic spell. We sent all that energy freaking back to her. And she didn't, she didn't F with us for a long time. A long time, like years. We we tried to bind her power. I'm going to have to freaking do something to bind her power or something. Because it's not right. She has no right to attack me. Nobody has a right to attack you. And I heard her and I'm like, what the actual hell? And I just sat up and I was like, oh my God. And my son comes running and what happened? I said, okay, so I started to lay down and I just heard somebody chanting over me. He goes, oh yeah, it's this person. It's grandma. I'm like, really? Yeah, she just freaking wrote me on Facebook. Can you believe that? Like, this is a person who like, I guess blames me for taking away your grandchildren, but also treated them like crap while their father was dying. And treated me like crap. Like literally we're burying my husband and they invited my kids to Thanksgiving dinner and not me invited us to, or invited them to their own house. Like, Whoa, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. We can't make that. And they said, Oh, you weren't invited. Just the kids like specifically. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, we can't make that. Oh, but the cousins will be here. They want to play. Like my kids just lost their father yesterday. He died. So they don't really look forward to playing in the yard right now. They're a little bit sad. They got things to do. They have things on their mind. And we're having Thanksgiving here because I'm their mother. Their father has died. This is it. This way it is. Right. I mean, it's like, if you can't invite me to my own house, you know what I mean? It was so awkward because he and I had divorced. And so they were taking over my house that I lived in for 10 years. It was like very weird and awkward. So I don't know what the hell's going on over there with that, with them. I haven't even thought, I don't give any thought to these people. Like if they want to contact me, they know how to get in touch with me. They've had my phone number for like, you know, 12 years or something. Well, 20 years, you know, actually. And, but they don't contact me. They never ask me anything. They don't write me. They don't do anything at all. And then out of like, it'll be years. And then they contact one of my kids. And next thing I know, boom, black magic being worked on me. Sorry, honey. I'm a powerful witch. And I know, I know when people have bad thoughts against me 
and I take care of it right quick. So what did I do? I sat up and I was like, what the hell? A little bit like freaked out. Like, is it the neighbor? Who did this? I couldn't hear the words if they're even in English or Spanish. I'm like, is this the Brujo neighbors across the, across the way? You know, no, it wasn't them. You know, my, my son said that I'm like, yeah, I felt right. And she's been trying to poke me. She's been poking me with, um, uh, needles, uh, voodoo. She does voodoo. And she's been poking me in various parts of my body with needles. She has a doll. I guess my hair falls everywhere I go. So it's like, she's got my hair wrapped around a doll and my kids saw the freaking doll with my hair wrapped around it. And, um, their cousin actually told them that they, she saw it as well. And my friend stayed a week in her house in grandma's house. And, um, he was slapped awake and heard a, a demon spirits laughing at him and slapping him at night. So he left obviously. So we know she's doing evil. She know, and we don't know why. You know, I've done nothing but give her love and, and be there and be supportive and loving towards her. But sometimes we've gotten into to, um, arguments, you know, uh, somebody who did something horrible to her, she's holding on to some of, of this person's art. And I'm like, this person hurt you terribly. You need to get rid of the art, dude. Like, burn it. I will help you. I will light the match. I'll get the gasoline and light the match. This needs to be burned. That's the only way you're going to break up the energy <clears throat> and the horrible like hold this person has over you and I you know I'm trying to be like supportive right you know and she comes from a hereditary magic family and her mother was a witch and she's a witch obviously and um you know it just that family line it was never broken you know so what did I do I sat up and my son I had a conversation about who it is I'm like all right so I took all of her energy and I, and I kind of, I threw it off of me. Like I was taking off a deca- a contaminated coat, just took off the energy. I felt like a heavy gray, dark energy. She's trying to make me sad or depressed. Her tricks don't freaking work with me anymore. So I took it off and I rolled it up into a ball and I put it in a bubble and I sent it fr- freaking back to her. I asked Archangel Michael to watch over my children and me. And to break a ball of energy and cut the cords between me and her and the in the cord that she just threw the act of conversating over Facebook, that was her point of contact. Which is weird. Why didn't she contact me? So guess what? She attacked my kid today. And he felt it and he's like, God dang it. I had to deflect her freaking energy today. See, we're becoming very powerful very quick. It's not like my kids only have magic from her family line. They have it from my side too, right? So we have a lot of that energy. And by the way, you do too. You go back in anybody's family far enough, you're going to find the magic, babe. You are a hereditary witch. Everyone is. You go back far enough, you're going to find the magic. Just because your grandma and your mom didn't do it doesn't mean that your great-grandma didn't. Doesn't mean that four or five generations back they didn't. I, I, I swear to God, I know everyone's a hereditary uh, magician, one way or the other. So I deflected the energy. I sent it back to her. Then I did a, a full sweep of all my apartment, just energetically, get that out. And uh, it might have been the next day, actually, when the mold started coming. You know, and and she probably found out or figured out somehow that I had done a spell 
to find out if she had ever done anything to hurt me because I kept hearing the story. Strangers were walking up to me that were psychic saying, there's this woman and I think it's your mother-in-law hurting you. And I'm like, what the hell? What the actual hell? You know, come on. She's a sweet old lady, right? They're like, oh no, she's not. I'm like, all right. All right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And then other people who knew her directly start telling me. And then my kids saw the voodoo doll. And I'm like, okay, I still don't know, right? How can I believe this? About someone I spent like 10 years loving her. You know, like she's my secondary mother or whatever, right? You know, and she still was just hates my guts for some reason. And (laughs) trying to make my life miserable. Now she can't. Because you know what? (laughs) When people start attacking you and you start learning all the tools, you become stronger and stronger and stronger. And it gets to a point where it's just a nuisance, like swiping away a mosquito, like just kind of blowing on a fly, just kind of get that fly away from me, baby. You know, you don't have to kill them. You don't have to kill that energy. You don't have to send them dark black magic. You don't have to counter the dark with the dark. You just send light towards it. You just deflect it, take it away, send them light and ask Archangel Michael to come and be with you. If it gets worse and worse, then you're going to have to do some spells. And this is what I recommend. Um, And I can tell you the actual spells, but I actually had a very powerful magician cast it for me because I didn't want to put my own thoughts into it. Like I didn't want to. In this case, I didn't want to send her negative energy. This is what I did. I had someone do a a spell that is, if this person has done good towards me, allow only good to come and allow them to be showered with so much good, it will be obvious to me when I see it. And then I'll know that they're good to me. If this person has done bad to me, allow it to be sent back to them 1000 fold and quickly so that their karma is so evident it becomes obvious to me. I did a spell like this and when we all went down to hang with them and I saw, I watched as her closet was discovered to be completely filled with mold. She had to throw away almost all of her clothes. I mean, really bad, horrible, dark black mold. And I felt, and I didn't do that. It was her own energy. If she had done only good to me, people would have brought her chocolates and flowers, given her gifts. She would have won a thousand dollars in a drawing. You know what I mean? It would have been crazy, amazing things. And I fricking so hoped it had been that way, but it wasn't. I also watched as, um, she discovered the black mold throughout her, um, bathroom. I also watched as, (laughs) So what are the kids flushed way too much toilet paper down with a bunch of stuff you don't want to talk about on the radio and it over flooded. It was the social bathroom and it flooded her whole living room and the walkway and the entrance where people walk in poo everywhere. And I watched from a different house cause I was around the corner staying with her daughter. Cause she want me in her house. Good. I don't want to be in her house. It's full of shit anyway. <laughs> and then <laughs> negative energy as well as actual. So, and then um, the day after she finished cleaning that up, a water main broke. Oh, the one you just don't want. The, the bad wastewater main broke right in front of her house and her house smelled like crap for like three days. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing because it was like, oh my God, the spell worked, right? 
I'm sorry. I felt sorry for it. Oh my God. I just, I felt so bad, but I'm like, you know what? And I asked God and God's like, dude, that, that was her karma. God didn't say dude, that's me. But God said that that was her karma. You got to watch it in real time, like <laughs> unfold before your eyes. So all the SHIT that she sent to me got sent to her immediately. And that's her fault. And maybe she heard one of my episodes where I mentioned this before. I'm mentioning it again because I, you know, I am a very powerful witch now. Back then I was just still kind of learning and I could do more than what this person did to her. And this person I hired had been doing this for like 26 years. I mean, someone who's very good at defensive, you know, it's called dark arts for a reason, right? But I, I specifically said, don't send her negative energy. Just send her 1000 fold what she has sent to me and let, let it, let me watch it unfold to see what she has done. Maybe all these people are wrong. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And sure enough, she really was doing all those negative and evil things to me. No shit. You're luck. No pun intended. So I heard her chanting over me and I've heard this before. See, she's been doing this crap for a long time and I got wise to it because my psychic ability rose up. As soon as I left her son, my psychic ability was like, bam, it came in like crazy. Like I was just like, suddenly I was having visions left and right. I was just seeing two or three steps ahead, what my life would be like. And I could meet it in real time with the correct uh, way to meet the good things, you know, being positive, loving, open, you know, to new love. You know, um, instead of being bitter because I just went through divorce, like I really worked on myself really quickly and I ended up finding love with somebody, my near twin, for like two years. It was incredible. We had incredible time together and all the energy stuff was flowing and going and he was totally unaware of it. He was my near divine masculine counterpart. He wasn't my one, but he was my almost one, right? And God bless him. Tomorrow's his birthday. I got to write him. But so he's going to be 40. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, we dated like 11 years ago. So yeah, I remember when he turned 30. So there you go. But so that's what I did. Basically, I just did a whole energetic sweep and I can do this with my mind now. I just you know, very, very much. You have to visualize your house being filled with white light. You drain your, your body. You, you go through your aura and you check if there's any darts or thorns or anything stuck in your aura. You check for spirits. Chanting Omani Padme on will change that energy like just right now. And if it gets really bad, you could put them on ice. We talked about that the other day. Um, defensive magic. <clears throat> I can't remember what I named the episode, but it was about magic. So it says magic in the title. Um, I think it was like protection spells or spells for protection. Um, you can put somebody on ice, but you can have somebody who, if you're not very experienced, you can have someone who's very experienced do it for you. You can use a pendulum if you're good at that, I haven't done a show on that yet. Maybe, maybe when I come back, you know, but I just want to go over some of these things because I feel like some of us are being attacked right now by people who are still sleeping. You know, she's just still asleep. 
she has magic, she has power, she's aware of spiritual things, but she's never really done the work that would have cracked her head open in a way that she sees all of the whole picture of the cosmos. She hasn't been able to look at me and see me and know that I was always there for her own good. Like I was in her life to help her, to send her love, to send her light. I mean, I've worked on her quite a bit in a way that would help her open up, help her alleviate some of her burden. I've taken on some of her burden as an empath and then, you know, transformed it and let, and let it go. She doesn't know all the things I've done for her energetically. She just keeps doing a freaking voodoo against me. And I'm just like, and in the first time, the first time it hurt, she, she put like a needle in my stomach and, um, hurt me. I mean, I mean, I was just like, I was just like writhing in pain the first time I became aware of it. And now I just kind of grab that energy and pull it out. Like you would pull out a splinter and I dissipate the energy and I just put light into it and just throw it out the window, ask the sylphs to carry it away. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, do, it doesn't even like phase me as much anymore. It kind of freaks me out when I still hear her chanting, like she's sitting in the room with her head over my head. And that's what she's doing. She's sitting in her own little beauty parlor room, she calls it, but it's really her witchcraft voodoo room. And she just, whatever she's saying I'm just like whatever dude like this is like but her magic is real because she's a hereditary witch but she's not using her power to the best of her ability she's not learning and growing and becoming a better person and that's why because I have been doing that because I have a strong connection with God and that's the other thing you need to have a strong connection with God you need to ask God to shower that white hot bright light on you into your aura into your body and all those little things those darts those things they'll burn up or they'll pop out of your aura you can feel them popping out it's weird you feel the needles popping right out so if someone has a voodoo doll in their closet of you (laughs) you can pop the needles out in fact one time I did it and I I became aware that the needles quote-unquote fell out of the voodoo doll accidentally right that's probably what she thought No, I popped him the fuck out because I don't deserve to be treated like that. You know, she's acting like um, an angry four-year-old that didn't get dessert with her dinner. You know, um, she didn't like me because my husband left his um, loveless marriage of 17 years. They slept in separate rooms and haven't slept together in like nine years or something. And, you know, it's just... It was crazy. Like he, he left an unhappy marriage for me. She was abusive towards his cats. It was not a good marriage, not a good marriage, you know? Um, and she went on to meet the love of her life. In fact, I asked God, look, I'm not going to be a part of this. Even if he asks me to be with them, I'm not going to break up the marriage. If he's happy and if she's happy, if they're in love, you know, if there's nothing else for her, then I will just make the sacrifice, forget it, you know, but it was a soul contract. We all had all these crazy ass soul contracts and it was a mess. Soul contract stuff gets, it gets messy because then you start paying people back for crap they did you in past lives, you know, and she was unaware that in a past life she cheated on him, broke his heart, 
So he had to, he didn't cheat on her. We didn't cheat. You know, he left her and then we, um, moved in together and then we consummated our relationship after we broke up with our spouses. But, you know, we did everything like the rightest way we could. It was still all very, felt very wrong. And then we realized the soul contracts later. Then we're like, oh, they totally deserved it. Now, my husband was the sweetest guy in the world, but he had run a sword through my husband and killed him. And he couldn't be with me, and I had to starve my death. My I starved myself to death with my baby, my unborn baby inside me, because I didn't want to give him a bad reputation and therefore a bad bur- burial. And it was a big whole thing in France. That was the last time I was in France. It was a whole thing. <laughs> it was all about keeping up appearances. And my father was like an archduke or something. I don't know. Anyways, kind of crazy or duke. I don't know. And I wasn't the Duchess yet, but I was going to be. I don't know. It was crazy. I don't know. We had no money. <laughs> we had just a tiny bit of money. Like, no money, but a title only. We had a nice house and title, and that was not. We had nothing else. But, um, crazy life. But, but I died. I was like really young. I was like, I don't think I was even 20. I think I was like 18 or 19, and I died. And, and it was my, my husband that did that. So I had to leave him. He had to know what the pain of, of, me leaving because he showed me that what the pain of my husband leaving was, you know, it was like the, the karma stuff is really crazy and really weird. So I don't know what she thinks I did to her. I did nothing to her. The, the, the worst thing I, I did was I came and I rescued him from a loveless marriage. I gave him the children he desired. We moved to the part of California that he, as since a young boy always wanted, you know, and then I just was loving and supportive towards her. That's all, in my opinion, that's what I did. I don't know what else, why the energy, negative energy. It's freaking crazy. But it's like weird, like even all these years, she's still holding a grudge. It's like, dude, you have not spiritually grown at all if you're still holding a grudge from something that literally happened like 23 years ago or whatever. (laughs) I met him 23 years ago and she's holding a grudge about how we met and how we got together. I mean, maybe it's something else. I don't even give a crap anymore. I just, it's like, I just deflect it. I take it out. I throw it out the window. Right. So, I mean, my story isn't as, as, is it, it's not as important as actually knowing what to do about it. Archangel Michael, he's always a good guard to have. You can also ask um, God to send legions of angels surrounding you. And you can, um, Surround yourself, north, south, east, west, every point in between, all the cardinal points, and above and below, around me and my children. Amen. You could do this to protect your mother, your father, anybody and everybody in your life that is um, needing that protection. You can do that. So it was a kind of crazy thing. It was just like, oh my God, my life is like so freaking awesome right now. And then that happened. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) My twin and I are talking all the time. We're happy. Um, You know, one day we're going to meet in real life. But in the fifth dimension, we're like chatting. You know, I haven't talked to him a couple days. I've been really focused on my things. I think I talked to him yesterday. You know, when he contacts me, you know, he's going through his stuff too. We're both 
learning and, and adjusting and growing. And that's what it's all about. That's what all of this is all about. You know, but when people start to attack you, that's what you do. Most of the time though, it's going to be not such a high level crazy. It's just going to be a little bit of like someone said something and it's like, Ugh, and you just feel like you just a dart sticking in your stomach. You just, you reach down where you feel that energy and you grab it like it's there and real and you pull it out. And you can imagine you're burning up with fire. You can wave your hand over a flame and, and see it burn up. You can drown it in water. It's energy, but you could let the water take it in, in your sink. If you have a river, that's better, but you can just go to your sink and just, it'll go on down the pipes. It'll end up in the ocean where the salt in the ocean is a crystal. Salt is a crystal. It will transmute and transform it. You know, if you're a gardener, you can have one area of the garden that's only to get rid of negative energy. Just put that energy into your hand, put it into the earth for, you know, like, I don't know, 17 seconds. It sounds good to me. Allow that to dissipate energy. Ask God to, you know, I ask God as Hakati. She's my goddess. She will always, always come to me. She'll always come to me and protect me. She sends black dogs my way when, um, someone's trying to spiritually attack me when I'm outside or when someone's wanting to physically do something like maybe try to rob me or something. I never walk outside, but sometimes I do. And when it happens, I just ask her to be with me and the black dogs start coming and they'll come up and lick my hand and I'll go, thank you. And then I'll thank God as Thank you. She's with me. Goddess Lilith too. She is a strong protector, especially of those that practice magic. If, if a man want, if you're a woman and you're walking at night and you know, you can't help it. Like your car breaks down or something. You ask her, goddess Lilith will come and she will, she's Adam's first wife. Didn't want to be subservient to him and freaking left him. She is the first feminist, <laughs> you know, first story we have of a, a hardcore feminist, you know, just ask her to be, help you be strong help you to learn how to empower yourself. You know, God Sakati too. They're both really good. Really, really good. So I don't know. That's how I deal with it. I just want to bring that up guys, because you know what, you know, we're trying to go up, 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 up. And those people who are too lazy spiritually to do the work are going to try to hold us back and hold us down. We don't need to live in fear and be shaking and quaking on the couch because of spiders, dude. So what? Now I know if I see spiders, I say, Hey, grandmother spider, what lessons did you come to teach me today? Hey, grandmother spider, what are you weaving in your web? What tales are you weaving that you're going to tell me? You know, and if the spiders are silent, then they were sent by somebody just Omani Padme Om that crap out. The spiders will leave because if, especially sometimes they'll just disappear. Sometimes they're an illusion. Someone sends you. It's kind of weird. My son saw a uh, wasp, a really dark black wasp fly over my head today. And as soon as I looked, it was gone. And he watched it dissipate and disappear. The minute I, I tried to look where it was and it was like, boom, it was gone. It was not real. It was sent to give us fear. And I'm like, oh, hell no. You're the hell out of here. As soon as I said that, boom, it was gone. 
those weird little parlor tricks don't work on me anymore because I've worked on myself. The best thing you do is love yourself, work on yourself, pour that light, that sunlight into you every day, pour God's light into you every day. Feel your aura, feel your body, feel your mental body and drain it of all negative thoughts that you have. Because if we provide enough negative for ourselves, we don't need negative from others. But learn how to do it. Go back to my self-protection one. I'm mentioning now because other people start mentioning a few things like this. You know, but we all are one. Focus on that. Don't bother with the ones who want to separate themselves and separate you out from them. You're not me. I don't like you. Screw you. We're all one. <laughs> you know? You're just dumb because you're sleeping right now. You're spiritually dumb in this moment, right? You're not dumb, dumb, but you're, you know, spiritually dumb. So don't let spiritually dumb people get you down and don't let sleeping people bug you. They're still sleeping. If you wouldn't be angry at a sleeping person in a room, why would you be angry at someone who's trying to attack you emotionally or personally or whatever? So anyway, just as you know, we go over the good, the positive, and also the bad and the shadow on this show. You got to deal with all of it if you're going to go up, up, up. And you know, people don't normally talk about, they'll talk about the good, positive, magical, la, la, la. And then when someone attacks you, you you feel like you're just stuck because you don't know what the hell to do. I read a lot of books before I started coming across this kind of information. So I just wanted to bring it up. Goddess Lilith, Goddess Hecate, (laughs) Archangel Michael. And if you're a Christian and you don't want to call upon a goddess, straight up Yeheshua, Jesus himself, God himself. They're all here to help you. Ascended masters, they're all here to help you. All right, let's go to spaceweather.com. All right, solar wind speed is 295.5 kilometers per second. I believe that is less than it was earlier today, actually, when I did the show. I did yesterday's show today. Now I'm doing today's show today. I'm going to do tomorrow's show tomorrow. All right. The uh, comet that refuses to die earlier this year, sky watchers were excitedly circling May 31st on their calendars. Comet Atlas, baby, was plunging towards the sun. Many thought it would shine brightly as Venus when it flew inside the orbit of Mercury. Spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Instead, the comet fell apart. Oh. (laughs) Scorched by intensifying solar heat, Atlas's icy core prematurely disintegrated in the late March ground-based observers in the late March period, sorry, ground-based observers found at least four fragments and the Hubble Space Telescope counted dozens more. Now, the story did not end there takes on an unexpected turn comet atlas refuses to die yes this beautiful beautiful blue green light it's like a deep turquoise and here's this gorgeous picture guys oh my gosh michael jaeger of Yarling, austria took the picture on may 12th he says this is a deep second RGB exposure like he says 1500 1500 500 whatever the hell I don't know what that means but he used an 11 inch telescope 
and <laughs> Comet Atlas is not as bright as Venus. It's 160,000 times dimmer, but it is still a beautiful comet. The fragments inside the comet's core are adding their individual exhaust to Atlas's green atmosphere, and it kind of creates a fuzzball about as bright as a ninth magnitude star, so hey, hey, there's that. Soon Atlas will be too close to the sun for easy viewing from Earth. But the heliospheric imager on NASA's stereo spacecraft will get a great view of Atlas from mid-May through early June, so I think we should watch out for that. The camera is very sensitive, they say, so it might be able to observe Atlas interacting with the solar wind. Ooh, that's going to be interesting, as well as any additional breakup events. So they say stay tuned. What I say is as above, so below, as below, so above, and that thing is going to somehow affect us and bring us some energy. I don't know why or how. It's green, maybe healing heart energy. It's kind of bluish green, so maybe throat chakra energy where we're going to be able to speak our truth and feel in our hearts very empowered. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. So there you go. The Ulu neutron counts have gone down by 0.3% since this afternoon. Um, they're still at a 10.5%, still very high, still very high. Um, let's see this solar wind. They are still saying May 17th. So no, nothing new there. So this whole weekend, we're going to be <laughs> receiving a lot of energy that will probably give us downloads, upgrades and light codes like always. And the NASA's all sky fireball network with their all-sky cameras, have scanned the skies above the United States for meteoric, meteoritic, I don't know, meteors, basically, fireballs. And today they reported 11, nice number, 11 fireballs. Nine were sporadic, and two were from the Lyrids meteor shower. Got a little bit of stragglers there. So there you have it. That is what's going on with space weather on spaceweather.com right now so all right i wanted to say again that the heart math institute they still haven't gotten their website together it's still kind of not really it's like it was there and then part of it wasn't and so i think they're really working on this part of the website today and as far as the Schumann resonance on disclosurenews.it, I'm waiting for that page to load. Power 65 was the big number today. So that's about it. Ooh, I'm feeling a little bit of energy. I don't know if that's a... It felt like a little bit of an earth trembler. I don't know. I know that I'm having this toxic mold issue. I want to tell you guys, if you think you have mold in your house, my son has been doing a lot of research on it, and he says, if your pee turns kind of like a dark orange, that's because your body, your liver is trying to process the mitotoxins, and that's been happening to me for the past week. I cannot wait to move tomorrow. I pick up the keys. So... <laughs> Very excited about that. I will be overlooked by Yeshua. 
literally like the big Hollywood sign, big white letters on the mountain. Yeshua. I'm so happy about this energy. And I become aware that I think there's a unicorn living there. So I'm going to have to raise my vibration up, 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 maybe to the seventh dimension to see what will maybe hopefully be my new friend. I feel like he hangs out by the river. I also got energy that there's a lot, a lot of nature spirits by the river. So I'm going to have to go make friends with them and talk to them. And we'll see. I'll let you guys know what happens. I'm definitely going to record next to the river. All right. Lesson 296 is where we're at today. And of course, in miracles, ACIM.org. And you can find that also on an app. Find all of these for free on an app for Course in Miracles or here at the Foundation for Inner Peace website. Lesson 296 is as follows. It's very similar to the last one. The Holy Spirit speaks through me today. The Holy Spirit speaks through me today. The Holy Spirit needs my voice today that all the world may listen to your voice and hear your word through me. I am resolved to let you speak through me for I would use no words but yours and have no thoughts which are apart from yours for only yours are true. I would be savior to the world I made for having damned it I would set it free that I may find escape and hear the word your holy voice will speak to me today. We teach today what we would learn and that alone. And so our learning goal becomes an unconflicted one and possible of easy reach and quick accomplishment. How gladly does the Holy Spirit come to rescue us from hell when we allow his teaching to persuade the world through us to seek and find the easy path to God. The Holy Spirit speaks through me today lesson 296 if you wanted to reread that for yourself later on all right well there you guys have it i'm gonna uh take a quick break and when i come back we're gonna take a little quiz to find out are you an empath I found out, you guys, that there are 17 types. Jasmine sent me an incredible article, which was a part of an incredible website I did not know even existed. And I'm going to talk about it right after this message. So stay tuned. I'll be back right after this. Okay, guys, so we're going to go over several questions tonight that will allow you to find out or figure out if you are a real empath or not. A lot of you I know that I've talked to, um, you definitely are. There's a lot of things that you could tell 
about yourself. I mean, if you're an empath, you're going to be able to tell if you are one because you are sensitive to energies. You feel what other people feel or you feel the energy of a room. You feel what animals or plants or even the land feels like on a higher level than other people. You just have like an intuitive knowing. It's more than intuition. It's an actual feeling. And I think you feel it in your emotional body, not just in your physical body. And I think it's coupled with intuition, which is in your mental body, right? Unfortunately, what happens when you are an empath is you tend to attract toxic people. Narcissists, sociopaths, ooh, sometimes psychopaths, not as often. Because you're so kind and loving and compassionate and caring, you know, flowers attract weeds sometimes, <laughs> you know, um, that's just the way it is. And if you need to know how to set up healthy boundaries and understand how not to ever attract narcissists and sociopaths again. I did do a show on this last season in season one in February. It was part of my Valentine's special. I did four weeks of uh, relationships related stuff. And I talked about how to set up your own personal boundaries so that Nobody can ever cross those lines ever again. And if you don't know what the boundaries should be, what they are, how to deal with that, then people keep crossing your boundaries because you haven't made them set clear in your own mind first. You know, so if you go on a date with someone, for example, and they make fun of your spirituality, you know, if they called a bunch of new age mumbo jumbo or fooey, you know, or just say something insulting or annoying about how you feel spiritually, then basically what happens is you, you have a tendency of usually if you don't have your boundaries set up firmly in your mind, you just kind of go, well, yeah, you tend to overlook it. Especially if you're starving for love, you know, and that's like the first clue when someone says something insulting about you, it's the first clue that you're not going to get along in the long term. But when you don't have the firmly established boundaries, you're just going to get your, you get your ass kicked, (laughs) you know, in spiritual ways and emotional and mental ways. And so you know, go check out that boundaries episode I did last year, because it's going to be one of those things that you really need to get a firm grasp of. Like for, for me, I know if someone's going to say that magic is stupid and witchcraft isn't real or that they think I'm crazy because my beliefs don't go along the mainstream, for example, then they're not going to get a second date. I don't care if somebody believes it or not believe it. 
but when they put me down, that's my boundary, right? So it's helped me as an empath. I am seriously an empath and it has helped me to have those firmly established boundaries, but it took me almost my entire life to realize that as an empath, I attract those people that are deeply wounded and it's okay if they want to come to me for healing, but I'm not going to have a deep, intimate relationship with people like that anymore. You know, I'm not saying I won't have a relationship with someone who's deeply wounded. I'm just not going to be with people who are narcissists who are incapable of loving me and people don't even love themselves. And the whole sociopath thing that just, you know, they try to suck you in so that they could use you and take advantage of you. Um, I don't attract people like that anymore. You know, I, I might run into someone like that or meet someone like that. And then they'll throw up a couple, two or three red flags during the first conversation. Usually people will tell you who they are at in the first 10 minutes. And if you're not keen, if you're not aware of what's going on, they're going to roll right over you and you'll end up having your heart broken or even your wallet stolen. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just what happens with empaths. We have a tendency to attract toxic people. So go, go, uh, go back and get the boundaries episode. Listen to that write the information down and then write in a notebook what your boundaries are. If somebody will not allow me to be who I am spiritually, even during a casual conversation, then I don't need them in my life. Right? You know, those, those kind of boundaries not emote with, you know, alligators, <laughs> you know, not that, but you know, it's important. It's important to know. So I want to say that before we get into this, because if you've had a tendency to attract n- one narcissist after another, generally that's what's going on. And if you've ever caught yourself making excuses for a man or a woman that you're dating, Oh, she's really a sweetheart. She didn't mean to throw that ashtray at my head. She was just having a moment. She hadn't had medication, that's all. Or she didn't get enough sleep. Sorry, grown adults don't throw ashtrays at your head, right? (laughs) Or whatever it is, you know. You don't make excuses for people that are not treating you correctly. But empaths, we, we tend to be sweeter and kinder and gentler (laughs) and we tend to make excuses for people that we care about you know I remember when I was 18 years old and I had a 26 year old boyfriend and he was looking at me like I was it baby I was the one And I was attracted-ish to him. 
He was a nice enough guy. He was funny. Didn't like his music so much that he was into. He was into really hardcore heavy metal. He talked about the devil and stuff. Crazy. Beyond ACDC stuff. I mean, I had ACDC's album, so, you know, I like some stuff, but not, he was, you know, we weren't totally compatible with the things we liked or whatever, but we had a great deal of fun together. And I remember he drove me home and dropped me off at my parents' house where I was still living. And he kissed me goodbye. And he said he just wanted to look at the stars with me for a while. We're holding hands. And he just looked at me with so much love in his eyes. And I remember caring about him. And I remember thinking, I just don't really love this person. And I don't know if I ever can or will. But I didn't want to disappoint him. And that's an empathic trait. You just don't want to disappoint people. Oh my God. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. I remember a shooting star went by and he said, make a wish. I said, okay. He says, I will too. We won't tell each other what our wish is. When it comes true, we'll tell each other. I said, okay, great. And I don't know what he wished for. But I know that what I wished for was that I would love him or fall in love with him, but it never happened. And I never told him, <laughs> oops, <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> um, I, mean, I love him. I love everyone on the planet. I love you too. I love everybody, you know, even the Trumpsters that don't know better. <laughs> I love everybody. Doesn't mean I have to invite him over for dinner. They don't need to be at my house for Thanksgiving. But, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, when you're an empath, you you do learn to love everybody. And you have to start with yourself. You have to honor who you are and honor your own heart. So we're going to take this quiz right now. And this is on the AmericanEmpathAssociation.com. And the test is, am I a real empath? So do these apply to you? So intuitive sense. Are you a good listener and able to connect with others on a surprisingly deep level? Are you misunderstood for feeling too deeply? It's crazy, right? I've I've been told I was too much or too deep. I'm sorry, honey. I'm not too deep. It's just that you're too shallow. (laughs) I'm not too much. You're just too impatient. You know, (laughs) I'm not high maintenance. You're just low effort. (laughs) Oh God. There's some things I saw today. It said kind of along the lines of what I just said. All right, so in the self-test, here we go. The next one is this. Strong first impressions. Are your first impressions often correct? Do you connect with strangers on a deep level? Can certain people change your mood 
just by walking into a room. Interesting, right? That idea. I've met strangers that I felt from across a room and I knew. My friend Vera was like that. We saw each other from across a room and it was just like, oh my God, it's you type of energy. We start screaming, yelling at each other, hooting and hollering like, oh my God, oh my God, it's you, oh my God. We run up to each other and we embraced each other, kissed each other on the cheek and just couldn't stop hugging each other and jumping up and down and screaming, oh my God. And she says, you know, baby, I haven't heard from you in a long time. I'm like, I know. Oh my God, how the hell have you been? And she says, no, I'm seriously, you never call, you never write, you know? And and I'm like, well, I don't have your number anymore. And she's like, well, I better write it down. And she writes her name down, Vera. I'm like, I don't know anyone named Vera. (laughs) Oh. I wrote my name down and she's like, I don't know anyone named Elena. Actually, I gave her my business card. She's like, I don't know anyone named Elena. I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And when then we started laughing so hard, we were crying. We were laughing so hard. And then we're screaming, oh my God, all over again. And we've been like really good friends ever since. I love her dearly. She's a soul sister for real. And I met her and I just, it was more like I remembered her. And I've had a lot of, a lot of people I meet and I just know them right now. And that is that deep level of knowing or connecting with strangers. Just where it's just like, oh yeah, I know you. Oh my God. How the hell have you been? (laughs) And certain people do, they, they change your mood just by walking in a room. Sometimes it's negative. Someone walk in a room and you just feel, oh, you kind of brace up for it. You want to leave. Sometimes people walk in a room and you're all, hey, (laughs) you feel really good. (laughs) Some people just make you feel so amazing just by their energy. And you know why? Because you are an intuitive empath. That's why. So let's go to the next one. Do you pick up the energy of a room? Wow. Kind of led right into that. Nice segue. (laughs) Have you ever been to a place and noticed the energy was different without knowing why? I've walked into a room walked into a house actually and the energy felt eerie like a haunted house I was in Guatemala in the Caribbean in a little city called Livingstone and everyone was living stoned <laughs> good weed over there but, but I walked into this room and it felt weird I felt like I should not at all be there and I felt kind of a almost like an angry energy or frustrated and no one was there just the real estate agent and my friend and I my friend he was from there he and the real estate agent were friends it's really it's not even a city it's a very small town everyone knows everyone's like practically cousins 
and I just, I didn't feel good at all in that room, and I moved quickly from the dining room to the kitchen, and as soon as I did, the chandelier fell from the ceiling, just like in a freaking movie, and it shattered everywhere, glass everywhere, it's big glass, beautiful chandelier, just gone. And I just was like, oh, and I bristled up and I felt a spirit there. He was an angry spirit and he was frustrated. He couldn't get his message across and he wanted to get my attention. Oh boy, did that ever get my attention? And I had to, I had to talk to my friend and he's like, you could talk to spirits. I'm like, I'm seeing him. He's standing right there. You don't see him. And he's like, nope. So I had to call his sister, me, a stranger. She doesn't know who the hell I am. And I told her exactly the message and had a telepath from the spirit to her. And then he was able to leave. And this was before I knew how to open up a portal and help a spirit be free. It was a long time ago, but that was crazy. But when I walked into that house, boo, that energy was so different. Frustration, anger. On the outside of the house, it was okay. It was fine. Kind of neutral. Different parts of that town were very strong with voodoo, magical energy, and other parts were very light and bright. Not that many. But you could tell. I mean, you walk into a place, you know. You pick up the energy of a place or a room. You could tell when people have been fighting in the place. (laughs) They could have already left an hour ago and you just arrived and that energy hangs in the air. So connection with animals is the next one. Do you have a deep connection and communication with animals? And are animals drawn to you? (laughs) I mean, I've had dogs race across the street just to lean against my legs and wait for me to pet them and heal them. I've had, I had this cat in Lima just walk three flights of stairs up the stairs and wait at my door. And I asked her what she wanted. She just was so mad at me. Like, I'm so stupid. How do I not know what she wants? Isn't it obvious from her aura? (sighs) Cats are super impatient and spiritual. They, they know things that we don't know. And it's, they get really irritated with us. But I've had, you know, she laid in my arms and I gave her Reiki until she cured her cancer. (laughs) Are animals drawn to you? Do dogs and cats race up to you? Do wild parrots, you know, in the store, in the, in, you know, you walk into an animal store and do the parrots just hop on, (laughs) hop on your arm and crawl up to your shoulder and you, know, you find out later you're not even supposed to touch a bird. You're like, hey, the bird touched me. I had nothing to do with it. It's happened to me. <laughs> I walked into um, a gym once where my friend was throwing a birthday party for her son, and they had reptiles. <laughs> it was a reptile birthday party. My daughter was in her heaven. She loves the animals of all kinds, including snakes, snakes and butterflies with snakes and, and um, this little tiny boa constrictor, this baby boa constrictor, saw me walk in the room and couldn't climb down this woman's arm fast enough to get to me. And I let it climb up my arm and it went around my neck 
and it healed me of a migraine headache I'd had all day in about 15 minutes. I'm like, whoa. The snake kept crawling around and around my neck and it was like massaging my neck with its muscles. It was incredible. It's like, damn, that was like really, really wild, special and spiritual. My friend had, she had all kinds of pictures of me with a snake wrapped around my neck. It was pretty funny. This little baby snake and it loved me and I loved it. And we had a connection, you know, animals are drawn to me because I'm an, an, an animal empath. So if you are too, and you've had these kind of experiences, you also could be an empath, especially a nature and animal empath connection with plants. This is the next one. Do you experience the awareness and the energy of plants? Do you feel their joy? Do you feel their pain? I had a, I had a a conversation with, um, this woman on Instagram this past week, baby blue. I forgot. She has like a number after that. She's really cool, very deeply spiritual and aware. And she and I had a conversation about this because she asked if anyone had ever had an awareness of a plant talking to them. I guess she had had that and, you know, that and it was kind of freaky for her. And I said, oh, yeah, I went to my friend's house and I was waiting and um, I was waiting for my son. He was in, it was actually my, our therapist and he was in with the therapist gain a treatment with the um, brainwave optimization therapy and I was waiting for him and the plant started telling me you need to tell her that I don't like being here I'm like excuse me the plant's like yeah I hate being here I was next to the sun I was in the sun and I loved it and then she moved me over here and I just feel so sad I really need the sun and she's overwatering me. I'm like, okay. So she came into the room. She was the, the therapist's wife. And this was like in their apartment. And, and I told her, so this plant tells me that you moved him away from the, from the sunshine. And to make up for it, you started watering him too much. That's why his leaves are brown. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's so funny. I've been trying to figure out what to do. I keep thinking I'm not watering him enough. He's thirsty, so that's why he's, his leaves are brown. I'm all, no, it's not it. But it was like the weirdest thing. It was like this plant started talking to me. Oh, damn, okay. But this is the thing. What about you guys? Are you, Do you have a connection with plants? Do you experience the awareness and energy of plants and feel their joy and pain? <laughs> it sounds weird. It does, but... If you do, you're like nodding your head and laughing right now. And if not, you're like, what? That's a thing. It's crazy, right? When strangers approach you. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Do people come to you with their problems? Are strangers unusually drawn to your energy? My God, I remember when I was pregnant, my energy was just through the roof. I had so much energy going on. And people would always come up to me and put their hand on my stomach. You don't have a right to touch me. If I wasn't pregnant, would you do that? That's insane. But it's like weird. It's like, this is not a community baby. (laughs) This is my baby. (laughs) 
and people are always doing that forever more coming up and talking to me touching me touching my hair especially I have long red hair people always want to touch my hair they're always drawn to my energy I've had random strangers just come up and kiss me right on the lips I've had random strangers come up and hug me it's really strange my kids and I had people come up to us in Lima we had hundreds of children out of nowhere they surrounded us like a crowd and they all asked us for our autograph one guy one little kid he was about 12 years old he was crying and screaming please sign my shirt and we kept saying to them we're not famous they're like we know you we saw you on TV and we're like we're not famous and this kid was like sign my shirt sign my shirt I'm like your mom's gonna be mad at me dude I took out a Sharpie marker and I signed his white shirt. Okay. (laughs) He was probably grounded for a week. We're like, we're not famous. We think we're going to be famous someday, maybe. But right now, we're not, right? (sighs) People, maybe you haven't had that one. But have you had people just randomly come up and hug you, kiss you, just want your number, ask for your Facebook, want you know, just want to hug you, want to talk to you. And you're just like, minding your own business. (laughs) It's because you're an empath and they know that you can feel them and know them. People wish to be loved and they wish to be known. Are you drained? Are you drained by the energy of crowds? Are you considered introverted or shy? Do you need to isolate yourself to recharge? Is your energy drained by large crowds of people? Are you overwhelmed by the energy of too many people in one room? If you answer yes to those, you're probably an empath. You could be an empath and an extrovert, I think, but I believe that if you uh, really need that time, that extra time to unwind, you might be an empath. You just need to kind of shake off the energy of other people and regain your own balance by finding and aligning with your own energy and anything that's not yours you just cast it off like an old coat artistic and creative hmm <laughs> this is a good one are you artistic creative and feel that you can tap into something larger through your artistic expression Do you express your emotions through your art? (laughs) If so, you're probably an empath. Are you easily overwhelmed with emotion? Are you overly stimulated by loud noises, people talking, or even strong odors? Does watching the news or sad or violent movies make you feel exhausted and ill? Does the idea of multitasking make you feel overwhelmed? Do you take longer than others to recover from emotional events? Well, if you're easily overwhelmed with emotion, it's very possible that you are an empath. Need to de-stress in nature. Does nature help you to feel balanced? Does nature help you unwind do you need to be near large bodies of water to feel rejuvenated do you have 
a strong need to be in nature, to calm yourself. Well, you guys, I, I gotta tell you, this place I'm moving to, tomorrow. Thank you, God, tomorrow. I mean, there's a river running right past where I live. Where I'm gonna live, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna go hang out with the river. River folk, the fae folk. I mean, it just makes me so happy to be near water. My God, living in Mexico really helped me. Watching the ocean every single day. I mean, I would just stare at the ocean for hours. It felt like, probably was only a few minutes, but it felt like hours. It was incredible. But yeah, I mean, when we were over there, we were there like an hour. And it just uh, de-stressed me like so much. It was incredible. And if, if you're like me, you might be an empath. Tap into deeper understanding. Do you ever feel that when someone says one thing, you intuitively know the deeper meaning? Even though they're trying and struggling to make themselves understood to others, so someone might be trying to get the words out and you don't, you know, no one understands, but you get the whole picture. You see it on different levels. You feel it and sense it on other levels. You're probably an empath if you do. Precognitive, knowing that events will happen. Do you experience premonitions in your dreams? Do you know about events before they happen? Oh my gosh, for me, that's all the time. Are you guys that way? Do you know what's going to happen? Feel others' pain and illness. Do you absorb the pain, sadness, or illness of others in a strong and visceral way? Is it painful? Is it painful? Are you ever confused if you are experiencing your own pain or someone else's? Sometimes it's hard to tell where you end and other people begin emotionally and energetically. Sometimes it's, it's hard. I know if I watch somebody and they cut themselves and they start to bleed, I feel such a weird feeling. Like I feel kind of in my spine and in my stomach and also in my finger at the same time. The same finger they cut, I'll feel it in mine. And it's like, it gives me like a yuck, kind of willies, creepy feeling. It's yucky. I hate it. (laughs) But you might be a medical intuitive if that's you. Drained by certain people. Do you fear being engulfed by intimate relationships? Do you feel an energy drain of certain people more than others? Those are the energy vampires. Ugh, yuck. I hate that. I mean, that's, that's a really big one. Do you connect with spirits? Do you connect with the deceased and the supernatural? And that can mean, you know, people who have died. It can mean people who are, you know, disincarnate, or it can also mean fairy folks, you know, um, supernatural or like, you know, not just ghosts, but angels, anything that feels supernatural, spirits of unicorns or mermaids or fairies or dragons. 
feeling divine connection. Do you feel a divine connection more easily than other people do? Do you feel that you are tuned into others' experience of a higher power? That's interesting. I like that idea. Like, yeah, I definitely have a deep and abiding divine connection, but it took me a while to get here. But do you feel that you are tuned into others' experience of a higher power? That's trippy. I don't think I've ever experienced anybody else's connection to God. Now I'm going to think about it. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never thought about that one. Feel the energy of objects. Can you feel energy from crystals, machines, or keepsakes? Have you ever experienced the energy of the whole world or the universe? I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that. Have you ever felt the energy? of everyone in your town or block or even your household it doesn't have to be the whole world to make you an empath it could be just feeling the person next to you but I've been sometimes had cosmic consciousness but only an awareness of like maybe a hundred thousand people's energy and emotions all at once that was enough to handle That was the first time I did mushrooms, blue mushrooms. But yeah, if you can feel the energy from crystals, machines, anything. My uh, dad had given my mother a ring. She was upset because he stayed an extra night. And she missed him. And she kind of felt a little bit let down because she was disappointed. She had stuff planned. And he called late and said he couldn't make it. And I think she was worried he was cheating on her. He wasn't. My dad loved her so much. I know he didn't cheat on her. He wasn't that kind of person. But he was probably like genuinely there for an extra business meeting or something. And didn't come home. And, and so he felt guilty. And so he bought her this really beautiful ring. And... He gave it to her, and all of her seething anger went into that ring. She's just absolutely mad at him. And when they divorced, she took it off and put it in her jewelry box, and we never heard from it again, right? <laughs> Until I was an adult. And she said, you know, I was going through my jewelry box the other day, and I came across this pearl ring, this gold pearl ring that your dad got me when we were still married. So I wanted, I wanted you to have it. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I put it on. Of course, it fit perfectly. Meant to be. Yay. Love pearls. I love pearls. Mermaid that I am. <laughs> so I put on the ring. Went with my boyfriend to this restaurant. We're sitting outside waiting to be served. And it was the lunch crowd it was very very busy it took 20 minutes before a waiter came over it was ridiculous you know so I was having low blood sugar and wearing this ring that had been soaked in my mother's anger towards my father and I started acting weird and my boyfriend noticed it. he's like 
what's wrong with you, you know? Because <laughs> he knew my energy really well. And all of a sudden, my energy shifted. And I started getting very angry at him. I started picking a fight with him. I started pointing my finger at him and accusing him of stuff. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. You just put that ring on. I'm all, yeah. He was an intuitive empath. And I said, yeah, so whatever. And he's like, take it off. I'm like, no. I'm not going to take off. This is my ring, right? You know, my precious. <laughs> and he, he just like insisted. He's like, no, it's the ring. Your energy has shifted. You're angry at me for no reason. Starting to fight for no reason. We're having a pleasant day. Now to know where you're mad at me. And I'm like, I am not, right? Like, fine, I'll take off the ring. I'll prove to you. He's like, prove it to me, right? I'll prove it to you. Took off the ring, put it on the table. And in about five minutes, I felt all the energy of the ring drain out of me. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, what? And I go, my mom and my dad had a fight, and he gave her this ring to make up for it. And she did not accept the apology. And she kept her anger to herself. And that's what led to their divorce. And all of that was encoded in this ring my mom had given me. And she didn't know anything about the psychic stuff, otherwise she wouldn't have given it to me. Probably would have dumped it in the bottom of the ocean, right? And I called and told her the story, and she was like, whoa. <laughs> like, apparently, I can do psychometry, <laughs> which is a form of being an empath, is when you read the energy off of an object. I mean, but you could feel energy off of anything. You could feel energy off of rocks, crystals, even trees. You know, it doesn't have to be something personal like a watch or something. I've been in traffic in San Francisco or on the way to San Francisco. And it was all to stand still. And all of a sudden I was aware of everybody at once on that freeway. Like, like I experienced that cosmic consciousness, but just for like maybe five seconds, maybe. It wasn't very long. It was just a, like a flash. And it was like, whoa. And I felt everybody's emotions. I could hear everybody's music and their conversations. And I could feel their impatience and frustration at having to wait. It's crazy, crazy. So when you feel the energy of others like that or you know in different or you know similar ways but different but as long as you feel the energy in the objects or the people or you know crystals or what have you chances are you're you're an empath all right so the last one here is caring for others do you care for others so strongly that you have a hard time caring for yourself. So if you do care for others almost to the point of forgetting yourself and your own needs, you're probably an empath. You also need to change that. You've got to fix it so that you are 100% 
you know, putting yourself first and taking care of yourself first so that you can go out and take care of others selflessly, you know, um, it's not always putting your needs in front of others, but it's, it's just caring and loving and nurturing yourself first. And that's also part of, you know, not letting narcissists and toxic people kind of roll you over, you know, or roll over you. So I read this whole thing against the bomb says the information on this page is copyrighted by the AEA, the American Empath Association. Hopefully they won't, uh, make me take this down because I think what I'm telling you guys is important, but I did want to encourage you to go to the American empath association.com. They have a lot of resources and goodies on this page. They're on these pages on this website. And also you might want to join as a member. They're trying to get a dating thing set up, but I went and there's only a few people which, Oh, it's just, yeah, it's new. It's all brand new. Someday they'll all go there, meet other people. I don't care if it's romantic or not. It'd be just nice to meet a bunch of other empaths that understand me. But so what it says at the end of the self-test is, did you connect with any of these questions in a deep way? And if so, then you are definitely an empath. Throughout your life, you probably felt like an outsider or maybe that other people just don't understand you at all. Now is the time to find a place where people not only understand you, but strongly relate to you. And that's, you know, for me, hashtag soul family, hashtag soul tribe. That's how I've been looking and reaching out to people. So it says here, if you review this information at the top of the page to decide what type of empath fits with your experiences, and we'd love to welcome you into our AEA family. So they're looking for members, of course. They say you can be a licensed and certified empath. And that's the one's like $320 a year. <laughs> but it sounds pretty cool, but I don't know. Licensed and certified, that's crazy. Sounds official, but I think it's just on your own say-so. Maybe it's not. Maybe they have to empathically look into. That'd be cool. <clears throat> In any event, their website is very cool and it's worth looking into. Plus, it's a beautiful website. I like it. It's got kind of a charcoal gray and black background with blue and white on it. It's kind of a slick looking website, if I do say so. Anyway, American Empath Association, giving a voice to all empaths. That's their motto. So that's pretty neat. Anyway, well, that's it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this quiz. I hope you've learned more about yourself. We did two in a row about learning about yourself, so that's kind of cool. Tomorrow, I'll be back with all unique and original programming, just like always. We're going to talk about Earth Changes. And hopefully, we'll be able to talk about some funny news as well some weird news I'm always loving the weird news so we'll see where we're at tomorrow but that's it I uh man I'm tired guys it's time for me to sleep it's midnight 1225 it's Christmas 1225 <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I just realized it's 12.25 on 5.15, which is my my near twin's birthday. I need to write to him and tell him happy birthday. Hopefully I'll be the first person to tell him. But anyway, that's it. I, uh, I've been thinking about what I'm going to do next week because it's going to take up to six business days to get, because of the coronavirus and everything, it's going to take up to six business days for me to get internet. And my son and I were talking and he said, you know, mom, it's not really worth risking your life over coming back here again and again. We have toxins in our blood. It's in our body now from the mold. And I started realizing that if I take my all my stuff over to the house, then I come back here to record the show, then I'm going to be in a taxi bringing my, all my electronic devices with me, of course, to record. Cause I'm, I'm paid up in this place for another five days, six days actually. But, um, I realized that I don't really want to do that. It's not safe for my health. The people here are toxic. The mold here is toxic. The energy is toxic. We did our best inside our apartment to make the energy good, but the outer world encroached upon us and the microorganism world encroached upon us. My son and I realized we have the signs and symptoms of pretty much having the problems with you know, uh, the mold and it's affecting us. We're feeling itchy. We're foggy. We're mentally unclear, especially at night. Like I could feel my throat starting to swell up. I have a feeling that, I mean, once I get to this other place, I bet I'll lose a lot of water weight I've been carrying due to allergies and these, uh, toxic mold spores. So anyway, um, see empath, (laughs) empath, (laughs) Do you breathe in mold spores? Empath? Toxic? Just kidding. Anyone can breathe in mold spores. (laughs) Oh my God. I would not wish this on my worst enemy. It just doesn't feel good at all. But, um, yeah, so we've been thinking about it and we've been talking and I'm like, well, maybe I'll come back Monday. Maybe I will. Maybe. But then I started realizing, do I really want to go in a taxi with all my electronic devices and be in the building and go all the way back down and all the way out into the street in a taxi again with all my stuff that I need for my show and everything. Keep in touch with my kid, my kid in California and everything. Do I really want to risk that every day? Plus I only have $20 in taxi money. <laughs> uh, and I have $20 to go get my bank card on Friday. And that's all I've got. Cause I don't have access to my money. You know, $6 to get here from here to get to the new place and back. So I've decided I've made a decision at least for now. And I, if I change my mind, I'll tell you tomorrow, but I honestly believe I'm going to take a week off 
It'll be the first time I've had a week off in, well, this is the fifth month, so 12, 17 months. I have not had one week off in 17 months, a year and five months. Now, I hate to do it. I really do. I wish I had either a guest speaker to take over for a week or or something, but I just don't have the time to train anybody to do it, how my format is and all that, but and I've got to go pick up the keys at 11 and I'm going to be moving all day tomorrow and hopefully cleaning a little bit. There is no deposit. I don't really have to clean this place, but I think I might do a little just for my own peace of mind, doing it for myself more than anything. This, you know, this landlord knew he, he, he let us live in a place. He knew the toxic mold spores were coming up. I told him it was in the pipes and he said, Oh, I'm sorry about that. He didn't offer anything. He didn't say, well, let me call mold service immediately to come and spray the apartment. I told him there was mold up the first week here, two years ago, there's mold in the bathroom, but I've been spraying it with bleach. So that's never grown. It's the same. I think now it's just stains on the wall. It's not actually mold anymore. It's just stains. But he's never fixed our lights. I'm telling you guys, it's just, it's been a pain in the butt, you know, just some of the things about living here has been a pain. I love Fred and Ethel, my pigeons. I think if it wasn't for them, I would have moved a year ago. The, the beautiful parrots across the street. I'm going to miss those guys too. But where we're moving, there's a lot more animals, so we're going to be okay. You know, we, we might come back and talk to Fred and Ethel a few times before we hand in the keys officially. <laughs> but there you have it, guys. I mean, there it is. We have to be moving forward, and the universe says this. I had to make you uncomfortable so you would move forward. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to us. So anyway, this is my last um, week with you. And then I think a week from Monday is when I'll come back and do lesson four in practical mind reading by William Walker Atkinson. But tomorrow I'll be back for sure. One more show and we're going to take a week break. Please don't forget about me during that week. Please go back and listen to some episodes you've been meaning to catch up on or that you wanted to hear another time. Please uh, don't forget me. Don't forget Little Old Me or Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. So I promise you guys I will be back as soon as I get the internet back. <laughs> But I'm going to take a week off and I will be back. I will return fresher and better than ever. Probably not mold spore ridden. <laughs> Hopefully I will be like, hey. Hopefully I'll be light and bright and airy. And you guys are going to hear the river and the birds in the background. So you have to tune in. You have to tune in and, and hear that. I'm going to turn in the Avena Elena guy (laughs) for a babbling brook. That makes me happy. 
It's probably going to calm you guys down too. I think we'll all be calm AF as soon as, as soon as this hits. So, and maybe I'm just saying all this for nothing. And maybe on Tuesday we'll get internet and bada boom, bada bing. We only lost a day, but for now, the way it looks because of the coronavirus, it's just really because of that. That's why, why we have to shut it down for one week. And I'll be back a week from Monday. But I'll be back tomorrow and then after that a week from Monday. Anyway, that's it. That's all she wrote. I love you guys. Thank you for having confidence and being um, loyal to the show. I'm grateful for all of that and for hearing from so many of you so often. It makes me feel like I'm actually doing something worthwhile. And I'm grateful for that. But that's it. i got to get my empathic self to bed and sleep. <laughs> Ah, I got a big day tomorrow. Anyway, I love you guys. Take care. And right now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.